Uh, What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And this is not, not another, another damn, damn podcast. podcast. Presented by our damn, damn selves. selves. Gotta shout out the lovely Jazz, as I always say. Who is the creator of J-Scope? That's right. Get that money, Jazz. J-Scope's the first fitness belt that covers the entire midsection. Provides 100% comfort during your workouts. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of those resolutions around this time. Get in shape. <laughs> yeah. Get your J-Scope. Why the hell not? I know my girlfriend said... um, she posted a thing on Facebook. She was like, uh, damn it, all you people, because I think she has a, um, a membership with X4. She's like, all you resolution people, now you taking up my spot. She's like, okay. Oh, yeah. She's like, by mid-February, y'all going to be gone. Y'all going to be gone. I'm all, I'm a, <laughs> wow, I've been slacking lately, but um, I've been in gyms like that. You can see the pickup when, um, around the new year. Right. Like I was once, I used to be a UFC member, the gym, UFC, the gym. Mm-hmm. And then like before New Year's, you know, like the months leading up is like empty as hell. And then like that first week is like now everybody wants to like take MMA. <laughs> and then like by the end of January, it's back to normal. Back to normal. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and then like I said, Memorial Day mm-hmm. <laughs> for summer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my body right for the summer. Uh, fat as hell now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Uh, where do you want to start on this? I think we should start with the obvious. Yeah. Let's go surviving R. Kelly. That's been the talk of um, black Twitter, at least. <laughs> so if you've been living under a rock <laughs> for the last 30 years, <laughs> we want to shade throw. But okay, let's just say for the sake of argument that you didn't know anything about Chicago. Mm-hmm. Let's say you like you're in another part of the country, so you know nothing about Chicago. And this documentary was the lens to what was going on in Chicago. Yeah. Let's just say that. And I have a um, unique take on a lot of this because um, a lot of this affect personally affected personally, me. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we're gonna get into that. Yeah, like so, um, the the genesis is like I was yes, there when the all genesis, of this started. Yes. Like I was, I saw the very first case of all of this, like yes. where it all started to where it led, and we we get to that as we so, progress through this. So the premiere started Thursday night, and they ran um two one hour episodes, and then it had Friday two one hour, and it concluded Saturday with the last uh, two hours. Haven't so watched this Saturday. I'll let you talk about that. It's yes. too much. So it was I a guess. six. Yeah, I watched it this morning. Yeah. It was a six-part um, hour docu-series. And the stuff that really affected me was in the first three parts. Mm-hmm. So I guess around part four is when I started, um, like, okay, uh, like yeah. the ones that um, I have intel on mm-hmm. were, like, that first episode and that third episode were yeah. the ones, like, mostly yeah. I have a ton of intel. intel. We're going to get into all of that as we break so this down. the first episode was just basically breaking down, like, okay, Rob is... um. The second youngest child. This is his, his origin family. story, basically. Yeah. It was his origin story, origin yeah. Story. And I just was breaking down, um, it was just breaking down all the different, um, just like how he grew up. Like he grew up in what? Alt Gale Gardens, yeah, I projects, think, in the project. project Single kid, mother, yeah. mm-hmm. didn't know his father, yada, yada, yada. And uh, they had his brothers on there. One brother, um, and famously later, that was the brother, the younger brother was the one that he tried to accuse. Carrie Kelly is the one I met. Yeah. I met him, and that was the one that part of my story. The club voyeur, I could tell you. Um, I took it back on that. Voyeur, Jerry Kelly was a yeah. It was around when that mess was going on. Yeah, he was the one that that uh, that he tried to put the pin the blame on for the sex tape, and we'll get back. So I knew exactly who it was. Who they showed him? said, that's Carrie. I've met him. Mm -hmm. I know exactly who. And there's another brother, the older brother, Bruce Kelly. That one I never met, and he's uh, currently incarcerated. Mm -hmm. So I looked up his story about why he's incarcerated, but it's not really important about why he's incarcerated. That's irrelevant for it. But he's incarcerated. About R. Kelly right now. So it basically was breaking down his origin story. Um, Both him and his brother Carrie did state that they were molested as children by a family member. Mm -hmm. So it's like just starting with that base right there, like. As a as a black community, we need to have a conversation about that. Like, if you have like these creepy relatives or friends or family, even stuff like that, you gotta address it. You don't bury your head in the sand like it's not happening. Because personally, there's a lot of these stories going on. Personally, there. I have a case right now in my caseload as a caseworker, mm-hmm. and one of these boys that I have, he was molested by his uncle and his cousin, mm-hmm. and then he turned around and did it to his niece. Yeah. And currently, I got out. He has a case pending now because 
even though he's a juvenile, but I mean, he molested Still, his niece, oh, yeah. so he has a case pending. It's ongoing. Yeah. But they're getting him his help. Like, he's getting, like, the help that, you know, that he needs. Like, it's being addressed, mm-hmm. you know, so you need to address these things. And then, um, so they're like, okay, that was the foundation. So, I mean, the fact that that did happen to him, his brother, is horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, like, no adult, like, I'm not excusing. That's horrible. Like, no adult should do that to a child. Mm-hmm. But then, in a lot of those instances, like we said, like, uh, the thing that they say, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, that's facts there. That is. Hurt people do hurt people. Mm-hmm. Unless you get that counseling and stuff that you need. So, R. Kelly was saying that, you know, that his hormones was awakened much earlier than they should have been. Because he was, like, between the ages of 7 and 13. Yeah, he was when sexually was active way before he should have been. Yeah, and you think about it, like, these sexually active, like... Like when I was seven, I didn't know anything. I, I didn't know nothing about that. Like I was a kid, mm. you know. Like I, you know, even as a teen, like a young teenager, like okay, like I kissed a boy. <laughs> it was just like that. You right. kissed a boy, <laughs> like that. Like if a boy tried to slip you, it's like it's like whoa, you know, it's like that when you're under a certain yeah. age. You know, you're like whoa, like wait a minute, slow it. Oh, what you mm. doing? <laughs> you know, but. It's like when you have these sexually explicit things going on with these children, it's just definitely shaped um his worldview and um his views on how way how he does his music and all of mm-hmm. that as well too. Like that's just, that early in life would definitely warp the way you look at things. And then I'll interject real quick about you can view somebody and be a separate person from artists. Absolutely. Let's and start there. Yeah, you can do that because, yeah. like, I will say this. That's where I really wanted to start on this. I will say this: R. Kelly is probably one of the most prolific songwriters and artists of our generation. For years, you can attest to this: R. Kelly of, was the goat to me. Yeah, of our generation. Yeah. Hey, before a lot of this mess started going mm-hmm. on, then I started um turning on him. You think about, I consider like, R. Kelly the goat. We think about a great songwriter. You think about like uh, Smokey Robinson, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. You think of Prince. You think about artists. And R. Kelly is in that tier with those greats. Mm -hmm. He's in that tier with them. He's in that, you know, as far as writing wise. Like, so before you guys jump on me, I'm just talking about musically, Mm -hmm. because he is immensely talented. Like, I'm not taking that away from the man, but he has serious demons. (laughs) He's fucked up. He has serious demons. And another one that they showed. Who actually lives in uh, my neighborhood? Uh, they showed his old teacher, Lena McLean. I know Lena McLean. She was the, she lives she was like the choir in my neighborhood. When I she started does. at Kenwood, she retired uh-huh. um, right during that time. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother story because like who replaced her and like all of this ties together. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. to all of that. It all ties together. Yeah. <laughs> Like talk about irony, yeah. Like yeah. Lena McLean's replacement. I'm not gonna mention right now, but I will before yes. we finish this up. But Lena McLean, um, hmm. I think she retired my my freshman year. Yeah. She was there that one year, and then like she retired. Mm-hmm. And you can speak on Kenwood. Like Kenwood has always been known for like his music. Like his choir was always yeah, like the Kenwood Choir, especially under Lena McLean. Yeah, that was um. They were kicking ass then. <laughs> and then you were a musician. If you guys don't know, Oz was a fantastic trumpet player. So I spent a lot of time yeah, in so, that arts building because yeah. um, the mm-hmm. choir will be on one side and the band will be on the other side. Mm-hmm. Then they had the orchestra, but who cares? Like, weren't no, you yeah. first chair? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was <laughs> section leader eventually. So yeah. weren't you first chair? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but so. yeah, so I spent a lot of time in that arts building, which I'm sure R. Kelly did as well too during his time in mm-hmm. Kenwood. Yeah, absolutely. And during, but um, ironically, like later during my time at Kenwood, turned into be R. Kelly's time at Kenwood too, because he was still hanging around there as a grown ass man. Like he's like he's about close to a decade yeah. older than you. <laughs> he's like probably ten years older than me. He's our brother's like age because he was born in '67. He's the same age as our yeah, brother. Yeah, so. close about ten years older yeah. than me. Yeah, R. Kelly's so. old. So yeah, so he was hanging right. around Kenwood. With people my age, it's like we don't hang with the same crew. I can see like if you were even like five years older, because like some stuff could be like a slight spillover. Yeah, four years, especially five if somebody years. was a grade behind, like they could right. have been a senior while you were a freshman. Exactly, it's like, that like might that. be close. Or if somebody skipped a grade, somebody yeah. skipped a grade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anything over five years, we don't travel in the same circles. Mm-hmm. It's like we, <laughs> like yeah. we are not in the same circles. So mm-hmm. you can't even excuse that way. And I said, um, the genesis of where all this began. And I guess I could, her name was mentioned in the documentary yeah, more was. than once, so I'll say it. Tia Hawkins, like, she's yeah, my classmate. That's his classmate. 
we were in the same class and she was talking about R. Kelly then. Then. Saying that R. Kelly was her man and like, yeah, we hang out at the studio and all like and you know, like kids, we didn't believe it sounds like Get yeah, you don't know here. R. Kelly. R. Kelly was big then. Mm-hmm. It's right when he was really blowing up. Because the public announcement album was already out and 12 Play was about to drop. So R. Mm-hmm. Kelly was already a big deal then. Right. When I was in high school, yeah, when mm-hmm. she was talking about her R. Kelly stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then they show um the girl, Javante, I think, was her Yeah, Javante Cunningham, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Because she Which was a backup singer, yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they were, that's how they both met, because they were yeah. both back, uh, background vocalists for R. Kelly. They were. And when she was telling the story about, um, that um she was at the studio and um R. Kelly was in the booth um and he had a teenage girl been over I believe it was Tia because yeah. she didn't say her name she didn't say her I'm name. not saying who but like yeah it may yeah. have been her I, I believe one hundred percent it was her yeah. she had mentioned her first she said that's how she met R. Kelly was through, through her. Tia Hawkins right and then she like later said that uh, he had a girl been over she didn't say the name it was her because she she told us that she was dating R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So like not it's none of this is made up. None of this we is knew made this up. then, like yeah. like twenty five years ago, whenever this mm-hmm. was, yeah. <laughs> and then that. that's when they brought in Aaliyah's name. Yeah, because then the two of them knew Aaliyah, Tia and Javante, mm-hmm. like they met Aaliyah during this time. And they as said well, that too, before Aaliyah which was Barry Hankerson's niece yes. is how R. Kelly met her. Slash Glass Knight, so he saw because like Glass Knight was married to um Barry, Barry Hankerson during that time. Yeah. He was also her second husband. I think Glass been married four times. I want to say Something Barry like was her second husband. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, they were saying that that's that they were the ones who helped give Aaliyah her swag because they said before yeah, that Tia and um, Javante. They, they was like before actually, they was like you know she, she had glasses, nerdy, and uh, like yeah, prim she, and she, proper, she didn't know how to dress and all braces. That, yeah, like, you know, they um, said she was like just a, we turned her into the Aaliyah that y'all knew basically because mm-hmm. Aaliyah like during that time um, that look was in like that androgynous kind of like 90s, the um, girls wear the baggy TLC, clothes, the baggy clothes, all, all the girls did that. Yeah, yeah, all the girls mm-hmm. wore that. You know, I'm gonna the be like, is like the brat. I'm gonna wear it. like um, a fitted top, but then I'm gonna have on baggy jeans, yeah. and I'm gonna have like a, a hat on with like a do rag with like a, a bandana on and some sunglasses. Cause Jada Pinkett dressed like that's all. Because I did that look right there, 90s, you know. Because so. I, I have a couple mm-hmm. pictures of me that I have from back in the day mm-hmm. of me dressed like that in my '90s look. But um, yeah. So then it's like the guy, but the one who got me was the Demetrius guy. Yeah. I bet that guy before. Like I said, this is like this is this song thing hit me differently. So I couldn't after part. Uh, I got partially through the fourth one, and, and I was, was like, I can't it. take this shit. Like, <laughs> You're like, about a lot of these people I either know or I've met. Like I've crossed exactly. paths with, like either like at Kenwood or like in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like this cat, I met him a lot. Like Zills is security you're talking about. Yeah, Demetrius. Yeah, I met this dude. He was yeah, the one who the said radio, that at the station. Yeah, because like he was the one who said that he started noticing the. Just the banter between Aaliyah and R. Kelly. And How they started like, getting close after a while. But it's like, this man is 27. This girl is 15. Mm-hmm. Did no one not see that? Okay, it's um, it's inappropriate. Because, I mean, I know that as a girl who did have, like, we all have, like, the crush on, like, the older guy when yeah, we're like, young. Like, like, genuine, for example. Right. We all have, like, the older guy crush. Even, like, you know, if you're, like, in a school, like, you know, we, like, you know, I'm not going to name the teacher's name, but we had the yeah, cute teachers. Yeah, I know what teacher you're talking about. <laughs> we, we had some cute teachers. Like genuine. Right, we had some cute teachers, you know. <laughs> but we just looked and we admired from afar. We admire from afar. That's we, what we did. We didn't slip your number. We didn't do that. And they never were inappropriate <laughs> with us. They always remained teacher student relationship it was never inappropriate Mm -hmm. and if you are a person who is supposed to be mentoring a child or you have um like a child is under your guidance under your watch you need to be able to keep that trust with them Mm -hmm. you can't do that like i mean like going off on another tangent like real quick um like when you see like these coaches and stuff like having inappropriate, oh, yeah. that's like the, the worst. Yeah, those are the worst. That's the worst because <laughs> it's like I trust you. With, I trust my kid with you. How dare you? I trust my child with you. As a coach, you're supposed to lead a child, not lead a child to your bedroom. That's just it's not appropriate at all. Like what? Like how it's did hard you to know who you can trust? How can you taint that around? relationship? Like yeah. something that's supposed to be a good thing. Like you know, you look at these people like. Oh, because that's what they say. R. Kelly kept on trying to paint to these, these girls like I'm going to help music. you with your career. I'm going to help you, and you paint this picture of I'm going to help you because I'm a big star and I have connections, and I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. And you paint these and you sell these dreams to these kids. And let's be real, 
Nobody gave a shit about these girls because they're young, poor black girls. And I'm just saying we it like that. I'm calling a spade that. a spade right we now. We talk about that, kid. Yeah, I'm calling a spade a spade right and now. Once we get through um, this documentary, then we're going to break down like, the yeah, response, this might be like a, some of the responses. This might be a surviving, uh, surviving this podcast. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. That might be the title, surviving mm-hmm. this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. But... It's like, okay, so then... Surviving our podcast. Our, yeah. With the, the, uh, I yeah. like that. I like that. Uh-huh. I like that. So, it's like, so after Demetrius um, saw that um, that they were getting close, um, then I like the fact that they brought Big Liz out. I like that because... Like, Big Liz was part of BET at, at the time. time. When, um, that infamous interview with R. Kelly and Aaliyah. And Y'all shout, all remember that interview. And shout out if you guys don't know Big Liz. You guys know her from the Living Single Intro. She was the girl dancing for the Living Single Intro. Okay. That was Big Liz, yeah. She's a hell of a choreographer. Another, another 90s show Living Single. Yeah, she was the one. Yeah, the silhouette. Shout out Kim Field. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she was on the, so the, uh, the BET Soul Show. And when they came out for that interview in 94, they were dressed alike. I remember that interview vividly. And their Mickey Mouse, what was that? Is that Tommy, not Tommy Hilfiger? It was, what brand was it? I don't remember. I, don't I remember re- they were dressed It was some alike. brand, but they used Mickey Mouse in the brand or whatever. It was um, whatever hip-hop clothing line was hot during It may have era. been Tommy Hilfiger. Maybe, Could I want to say. Tommy. I don't remember. Though. But um, they had on their matching outfits, and then they come out together, and then just the way that they're really like... They played it real coy, like the coy, vibe, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like when they'd ask questions, and then like they coyly and both of them, yeah. Aaliyah and R. Kelly, both were like real like a, coy, like a like a nudge, ask. nudge, wink, wink, mm-hmm. and Big Les He's even my best friend, and, and Big Les, Big Les even mentioned like, that. Yo, that's a secret. Shh, that's women a secret. never tells her age. Like, you fifteen, girl. Yeah. You ain't no woman. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, Big Les even said that um, you know, because they had like a list, like as a um. As an uh, interviewer, because like you yes. interview artists all the time, you I've, have um, like been, I I never actually interviewed R. Kelly. I've been part of R. But Kelly. But you've had lists where you see twice. I've been part of what, two R. Kelly interviews. You was like you've had lists where you see like what yeah. the PR says. Like, what oh you yeah, can they and tell you what answer. you can and can't answer. A lot of these um mm-hmm. yeah these labels and like. Yeah, these PR, yeah, people yeah. they tell mm-hmm. you what not to ask. Like if somebody is going through a divorce, mm-hmm. we're not talking about that. Or if somebody bankruptcy, um, we're not talking about that. Kid or family member got arrested or something. We're so not they had talking a brother. about okay, that. You don't mention it, brother at yeah, all. Yeah, we're it's not like talking they, about that. that. That stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. With R. Kelly, it was like anything with these girls. <laughs> like, don't ask yeah. him about any of this and stuff. And that's what like Big Liz was saying, yeah. like, um, because people have been eyeing them because, like, the way Aaliyah and R. Kelly they're real close. Like, what's going on? And she'd on be with leaning Robin on Aaliyah. him, and what's going on it's with like me as a parent of a young daughter. It's like. I'm just not going to be okay. If some grown ass man is like, well, mm-hmm. Marcus said, I better just put money on his books. Mm-hmm. And then he said, then y'all probably be in there with him. So probably all three of my brothers would be locked up with Marcus. If some grown man was on my daughter like that, mm-hmm. like they would just, yeah. But so then we're looking at this interview, the way it's just unfolded. And it's like, oh my gosh, like it was just really uncomfortable to watch. And somebody, pointed out like uh when this r kelly stuff started coming back out later about that he's a predator and this and that and people started when digging the tape came out maybe around that time no, it was like after that like it was like maybe uh, a recently few, then. it was okay, recently when uh, the whole mute r when kelly, the mute like, r kelly and when they start okay, yeah. when they started talks about a documentary maybe come out oh a tell-all book might be coming out and then people started digging back in the past and somebody and when some of these girls started talking about being out, held mm-hmm. captive then that's and then the somebody came. dug out and pulled out that video that same video bet soul video and they said if you look at her when they're asking her a question and i'm like I, i'm not sure how true this is but they were saying that um like when she looked down at her hand, it was like you could see a ring on her ring finger. Mm. And it was like the way that she looked down, like they asked her a certain question, like she looked down at her hand and she, like the way she motioned her hand or something. And they were saying that. So they were already married. They were already then. married because they said that interview happened like right after they had got married. Yeah. That's what somebody said. But I don't, I'm not sure when the day of the interview, and, but. And I forgot to mention, let's back up. A but when couple, she looked down, I was like, Ooh. let's back up a few years <laughs> before all of this is, um, when we talked about how R. Kelly and Aaliyah met, um, when mm-hmm. um, she was twelve years old when they met, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the same year that the song She's "Vibe" came vibe, out, yeah. same year. And vibe, listen, listen to the vibe, vibe record. 
when he's shouting out all the girls. Listen at to the, the end. very end, the, the the album version, because they cut it off on the radio. Listen to the well, album you know, version. I don't hear that song on on radio, not my radio. Like, yeah, listen to not no show I'm on. Yeah, listen to the radio. If, if it's if R. Kelly is scheduled in my show, I'm not playing. I'm letting that be known right now to program anything Crawford. I'm not any I'm, mm-hmm. R. Kelly's not. It's not on my eyes radio net at all already. Right, he's already out of there. But if you schedule R. Kelly on any of my shows, I'm not playing it. Mm-hmm. Deleting that uh, mm-hmm. right away. So I'm letting that be known right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing R. Kelly right now. We're going to get to the whole mute R. Kelly. But he's starting, when he's shouting out the girls at the end of She's Got That Vibe, he says, Little Cute Aaliyah's Got cute. That and Vibe. And it's very distinct. It's not like it's like, did I mishear he it? Said, Little Cute Aaliyah's Got Little That Vibe, Aaliyah. clearly. And now Aaliyah was, that was 91. Aaliyah was 12 years old. Yeah. That was the year he met her when right. that song came out. And Aaliyah is. My age group. Mm-hmm. She's two years older than me. Yeah, like she was. Well, she was two years older than me. That's my age group. So I'm thinking about this girl. He was like 24 at the time. Something like that. 25. This 20 yeah. something year old man. Mm-hmm. And this 12 year old girl. He was basically like over twice her age at the time. And then when you look at her, like she looked like she looked like eleven. Said, she looked ten. Especially like she looked young, even she like looked in her nine, prime. ten. You know, yeah. back then, like she had the glasses and the braces. You know, she really looked young when she you first like met her. She looked like a child, right? <laughs> I'm not saying it makes it okay when twelve year olds look older than their age, but these this girl actually, you could tell that she was a baby. She was a baby. He said, "Little cute, little cute, got, that, has got vibe. that vibe." So he told you, except in plain sight. That's what one of the um, episodes of that. Yes, documentary in plain, that was the very first episode in plain sight. I think it was the second. The one. second one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like the Pied Piper is something was the first. The first episode. one was like the origin story. The second yeah. one was in plain sight. In plain sight, talking yeah. about. He's been telling you hiding been in plain you sight. Yeah, on. hiding in plain yeah. sight, and that's what that phrase means. Because it's obvious, but yeah. it's not. And that's like they say, um, the the dumb. The bad, the devil is the one, yeah. Like, well, something about the devil, like you don't know, it's right in your face. You don't know it. I don't mm-hmm. know how that phrase goes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's um the best. Um, the devil's best disguise was like not letting you know who he was. Like, I'm paraphrasing all yeah. of this shit. So, like, don't if I quoted it wrong, don't get mad. Yeah, but I know what you're talking something about. Something like to do with that, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, the devil's right there. You have no idea. And R. Kelly been telling you since 91 when he was on. 1991, he was telling you what. That was almost 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he's telling you. Basically, he's telling you what he was on then. <laughs> and then you delve yeah. even more when you start getting the 12 Play album. Okay, like, 12 Play is one of the best albums that was ever made. I Musically. Used, I used to really enjoy listening to that album. And like now thinking of it, listen, like, well, I'm not listening now, but like thinking about like thinking about revisiting in my mind these songs and just listen. Sex me, your body's calling. Bump and grind. My mind's telling telling me no, no. but my body, he was telling you then. He said, my mind's telling me no, but but my my body's body's telling telling me yes. Seems like you're ready. ready. He's like, yeah, she seems like she's ready. Uh, I'm ready to pop that cherry. And then when I'm listening, when I'm thinking about these songs, I'm like, I've never looked at a grown woman in my life and said, said she seemed like, like you ready. ready to go all the way. And I, I think about, because this was 1994 when this came out. I was in seventh grade in 1994. I was still in high school. Yeah, I was in seventh grade. So it's like, and I remember a lot of girls, like, like the girls in my room, they're like, ooh, they love so R. Kelly. Because like, he spoke the language that he knew what to do to speak to girls mm-hmm. my age. He yes. knew how to speak to, te- to pre-teens slash teenagers. Mm-hmm. He knew what language to use. Like I said, I was that age group. Like, I mean, I have no R. Kelly stories. Like I said, I could personally say that. I like I never came across him. I have some people. I know Chaz, that's why. I went to Chaz. And, like, R. Kelly wasn't driving all the way over on the west of 111th Street. So. And it just so happened he wasn't in the spots I went to, like, at the time. Because I've been to Rock and Roll McDonald's before. I've been to other spots that he frequented. But I just never came across him. Mm-hmm. I know some, like, people I know who came across him. Mm-hmm. You know? And they had stories, but I was there for the Genesis story. <laughs> right. That's why when I was watching, they showed her a picture. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've been knowing this like since high school. Like from her mouth, it's not hearsay. I heard it mm-hmm. from her that she said, "R. Kelly, yeah. it's my boyfriend." From her so mouth. Then, yeah. So then he marries a fifteen-year-old, and then 
the reason why uh, Demetrius stated that they got married, and he admitted that he forced the marriage certificate. Like right now, lied about her age. Right now, you can can go go get a copy. Print you a copy out right now if you want. David Orr, because he's still the clerk. Because like it's on my marriage certificate. David Orr is still on there. David Orr been the clerk since since Illinois was founded. I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Since y'all have he's what just all found it. Yeah, his name was his boy. It was Doug Usabo's homie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, oh, I'm like, David Orr was still the clerk then? Because his name was David Orr. It still was on there. But so, so um, it's got a lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Then again, like, look at them, them damn dailies. How long did they run like, Chicago? Um, so, yeah. Like, uh, what you call Jesse White. Jesse White. <laughs> he was born Secretary of State. Yeah. I think we talked about that. Like, John Stroger. Like, as long as he Cook County president until he died. Like, he right, died all our, that's the only Cook County president I ever knew was John Stroger until he died. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then you see that it says that she's 18, but she was only 15, and R. Kelly was 27. And then Demetrius said that he um, forced it because he's the one who helped um, make that happen, but yeah. that changed their age to eighteen. Yeah, because uh, he stated that the reason why they got married, and I'm like, my mouth like just dropped because like uh, I before there, let's get oh. back when um Javante says she walked in on the tour bus with her oh, outer Kelly on when the, the door flew, yeah, yeah, when the door flew open, which yeah. is which her mother came back and said that. That's a lie. And, like, I don't even know who this Javante girl is. She said, I've never seen it before and in then Javante, you see her response. She was like, yeah. You, Javante was like, yeah, because you were really on the bus. Yeah. Like, Javante. Because Javante, I was on the bus. You weren't there. Ooh, like, the tea. parents weren't there. Oh, yeah. this tea is hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's her response. Like, yeah, I was there. That's why I say when people try to doubt stuff like the whole Tia Hawkins. Like, I was there. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't tell me, like, yeah, oh, well, this, this, this. Yeah, happen. like, no, I was there. I was there. I was viewing it's it. Like, and, like, say with Javante, <laughs> she was like, I was there mm-hmm. on the bus. Her parents weren't there, which is fucked up. So, you're like, yeah. well, I wasn't a parent on tour with them. Exactly. To keep an eye on everything. Yeah. And then when you look, and somebody then should not try to doubt Miss Houghton, but it's like, you know, she wasn't there. You That's my there. thing. Yeah, it's like, like you weren't you, there. Like, you, you, you might not. My daughter would never do that. But you can't say one hundred percent if you weren't there. there. Like sure, like of course, like that. You have a daughter. Your mind, you want to think that your mm-hmm. daughter would never do something like that. But, but you, weren't, if you there. weren't there. You can't, you can't say, say one hundred. All you can there. say is like I don't believe I don't my believe daughter that. would do that. I don't but think that. That's you can't say character. that it never happened because you were not you on were that not bus. There. And then my thing is when her mother was like, "We never like we were always on tour." And then my immediate response was. If you were on tour with her, how did she get married at fifteen? Yeah. <laughs> what's the uh, what? Mrs. Hall, what's her first name? Uh, oh, I didn't. Even it doesn't it. matter. Mrs. Houghton's foolish shit. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Houghton. Yeah, but it's like I mean, it's no way in hell that Ariana she can come and be like she tried. You ain't getting married at fifteen. It's laws against that. You need why you need my permission to get married. You need my permission. Kids to get that have team. good families is like um. <laughs> that's why the ones that don't go crazy the child stars. Guess what? They parents are they there. They parents the whole are there time. like this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they shout out um some Zara from um Blackish Zara Zara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, her parents be on that set every day. Mm-hmm. So that's why no crazy that never happened mm-hmm. with her. Because, like, you'll see, like, her post behind the scenes pic. Yeah, guess what? Parents sitting there watching the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. They'd be on that set every day. You That's gotta all. Be there. You got underage kids. It's like, especially, like, attractive ones like that. You go watch. Yeah. Yeah. The whole like, time. She wants to pursue acting. Yeah, I'm going to be there. You can pursue a career in the entertainment, mm-hmm. but guess what? I'm going to be there. Make yeah. sure no dumb shit happens. Just yeah. saying, like, if we travel down that path where our kids, we're going to be right there. Yeah, Ariana goes to go in entertainment. like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be Why? momager. I'm going to be momager. Mom is going to be there. Yeah. Nothing's happening. You want on tour, but I'm going to be on that I'm bus with you. I'm going to be on that you. with you. With Sarah Bunk, yeah. Yeah. How you doing, Miss Gully? I'm doing good, boo. Mommy going to be right there. So, so then, okay. So they like they would have caught having sex and then they got married and then the reason why he said that they got married is because he thought he got Leah pregnant mm-hmm. and that's just so like like when you just hear that it's just yeah so you think that you impregnated a fifteen year old so to save your own skin you're like I'm gonna marry you that way uh, husband wife confident you can't talk yeah to shut her up. You can't talk. This man can't be forced to testify against it's his, his wife, wife and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, mm-hmm. you can't say nothing. Mm-hmm. That's all that was. And then she wasn't, from what I heard. I don't think that she was. But I don't then, think Aaliyah was, like, but it was other girls that were pregnant. Yeah. And then they brought up their stories Who, later. Like, um, 
the one I mentioned earlier, I believe that um, a pregnancy happened. I don't know if she had a baby, but um, mm-hmm. I remember hearing something about that years ago. Mm-hmm. But a couple of girls uh, stated that one girl stated that she, the girl, um, Lizette Martinez, I think was her name. One from Florida. The one from yeah. Florida. She mm-hmm. actually caught mono from him. Yeah, that's what um, ended them. Oh, yeah, and he gave Aaliyah $100 to go away. To go away. away. I forgot about that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and he gave the, the mono girl $1,000 to go away. To go away. <laughs> and then she had a miscarriage, and they said that that's what was the basis of the Michael Jackson, You Are Not Alone. So now I can't even listen to that song now. It's about... I can't listen to this music. It's you see about, why I can't? These it's are about te- It's about a teenage girl who had a miscarriage. miscarriage. You Are Not Alone. I am here with you. Though you're far away, I am here to stay. What the fuck? I thought it was like a beautiful song. I can't listen to any of this stuff. So what's the origin? I believe I can fly because like we played at at our dance show. I think that was like our finale of one of our dance shows. Like we came out like I can fly, I can fly. We came out like doing our, you know, we came out all majestic. But a manager talked about um, he walked in the studio and um R. Kelly was with a teenage girl, like hugged up with her, like grabbing a booty, and that's where feeling on your booty came from. I was like, I can't listen to none of this shit. You know the origin? I can't. Because he was like, yeah, was grabbing the feeling on the booty in the I studio. I can't do it. I can't. Like, I'm just like, ah. I'm like, mm. this is just too much. This is like the, 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 the tiger meme. This is too much. I can't handle this. It is. But, okay, we're going to fast forward a little bit. Okay, so. Let's go to part three because that's where um it's about to get real in yeah, this bitch. Is- <laughs> Part three. <laughs> really? Shout out, uh, funny or die. Funny or die. to get real in this bitch. <laughs> Which it did. Then that's when it came back to me once again because, like, I was part of a lot of this. That's when, like, Sparkle showed up and all that around yeah. that time. And like, Sparkle like, did be careful with R. Kelly if you guys don't know. Yeah, and... Sparkle was one of his proteges yes. during the late 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. Which you crushed, I remember back in the 90s. Yeah, I thought Sparkle was hot. Yeah, she yeah. had, um, a handful of hits like she didn't um, have a lot yeah be careful was the biggest one and then she maybe had one or two others and then she was yeah. out of there because i remember she had it's time to move that was maybe her yeah. second and then maybe one like sparkle she had a short run and i think then she do like a cover of um did she do loving you she many, did many yeah she I did say because that's where she showed her because she has a five octave range, range yeah. as well because that's what javante was saying that she was saying that sparkle is an amazing singer mm-hmm. like if you don't know her she has a five octave range mm-hmm. Which five octave is like that? My mini Ripperton Mariah Carey is that mm-hmm. those, you know, those dog whistle notes. That's what mm-hmm. the five octave is. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. That as well too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that Shante Moore. Yeah, yeah. but um, um, during this time, um, another girl, Lisa Van Allen, is um yes, was part of that as yes, well too. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, y'all don't know exactly who she is. Like, um, mm. like, um, cause she's a little older now. She looks different. But um, as we break this down, you are gonna know exactly who Lisa Van mm-hmm. Allen is. Like for when we like get to you know which way direction yeah, we're going, the, yeah, yeah, we're we're headed that way. We're getting there. The infamy. <laughs> so then, um, Spark was talking about when she was in the booth one day, like, and um, she had her niece wanted to um pursue music as well. Yeah, because she said her niece was a rapper. Yeah, she was about thirteen at the time. Twelve. Like that. Yeah. Same yeah. day as Aaliyah. Twelve. She was yeah. twelve. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't give her name. I forgot what her real name. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't say it there. I used to know it. I just don't. And they didn't show her picture. Head. They blurred her picture yeah, out. So she must like just not want to. And I know that um, what Tia Hawkins wasn't part of. I think she accepted out of court settlement. Yeah, NDA. Yeah, you can't talk yet. So that's why yeah. she wasn't part of this. Cause yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. They showed her picture, but they showed she, her picture, she, but she, she couldn't, couldn't appear, appear in the documentary right. because yeah, she took the money. That's what the whole thing with Trump and Stormy Daniels, because like she took the money and still and talked. Still that's talk. why that's a big mess and shit mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. So but, lesson: don't take the money. Tell mm-hmm. your story. Yeah, it's not worth it. Whatever it's not money. worth it. Like, yeah. To be quiet and shit. Yeah, it's not worth it. But um, and then like he started getting close with um Sparkle's niece, like he once did with Aaliyah years mm-hmm. earlier. Like they mm-hmm. started um. The hanging out inappropriately. And this like, was like yeah. 1998 around that time. Mm-hmm. So R. Kelly already, you know, 12 plus. So he was already a big star. So like the Rated R album was, was out the by the R- end of the... Yeah, he's a superstar. The one where he said Parents, Parents out, of town, out of Town on, on, on home, home Alone. Alone. Think about it. I think that's where Lisa Van um, Allen met him on the set of that Yeah, video. that's where she married because she... Um, she was there. Why do you have a 17-year-old? Okay, never mind. Like when you break it down, that's like the one he why went is after, a seventeen? Out of all the women, there's a lot of grown ass women in that, in that video. Why is a seventeen year old? He's like, on I like set, her. <laughs> on set with adults. 
That's the thing, though. Yeah, because it was like a lot of grown ass. Because there was a lot of women in that video. Yeah, it was. And then she was holding a sexual. She was holding a glass like this. Why, like he like focused on the youngest one in the room. room. That's why she was shocked. She was like, "Yeah, like I'm like all these women. Like why he want me? I'm just a kid. Yeah, Yeah, why does he want me?" But he knew what he was. And that was the song where he clearly says parents, parents out, of out of town. Even though in the liner notes, like um, when CDs were still a thing for you yeah. youngins, yeah, the liner notes, it says guests from, from out, out of town. town. But I've, hear, I've heard that song like thousands and of times. And even when he does like the ad lib. Before we get there, he says parents out of town it, on the hook. He says on the hook by me, but you the can kind of. kind of made it more. But you can kind of like, uh, yeah, you could kind of be like, oh, maybe you misheard because like mm-hmm. it was kind of like almost indecipherable. Almost. He's like. Yeah, in the air, drinks everywhere, parents out of town. That's how you say parents out of town. He said like that, but then on the run, he was like, parents out of town. Like, he like clearly said parents. So we both grown. It's like, um, we don't, if we want to throw a party, we don't have to ask our parents. No. We had our own cribs. <laughs> I've been on my Parents own. out of town is with, what's the name? You live at your home, your parents' right. house. When they had a town, okay, we go home alone. We I've been a gone party 14 now. years at my mama's house, so it's like been gone a lot longer than that. <laughs> I've been gone 14 years, so you know I'm grown mm-hmm. as hell. But it's like grown folks, we don't sing about parents out of sing. town, That's and just the name saying. of the song, "Home Alone." <laughs> exactly. Oh, you know, it's like it's about a kid that got left behind got by, left his, by parents. his parents. That's what the movie is. <laughs> When you had the house to yourself, I was like, I'm not home alone. It's like, I'm, I'm, I got the house Yeah, I'm going to say home alone. I'm I got the house alone. So yeah, I'm right. home alone every day. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like parents. I'll, I'll sing this song every day and shit. Yeah. I'm home I'm alone. alone. Yeah, it's going to be a party, y'all. I'm going to be on that shit. <laughs> so I got the house to myself. I was like, woohoo, rest. Nobody wow, bother yeah. me. But, but yeah, though, so it's just looking like, oh, my gosh. So then... So then and he, um, he starts. Be, he becomes um very quickly. He becomes sexually active with Lisa, mm-hmm. uh, Lisa Van Out. Like he um almost after, almost right after they met, pretty much. Pretty like, much. Yeah, he got sexually act- involved with her pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. Right after Home Alone, let's say like let's say the day after that uh, that video wrapped, they they got intimate. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty very soon quick. after. Yeah. yeah. And then um, she was the one that first mentioned like, and then eventually he started like videotaping our sex sessions. Yeah. Like uh, he wouldn't ask, he just bring his and camera. And he said that he never, yeah. he never asked for permission, but he never hid the camera. Yeah, he just he just walk in with his camera and his tripod. Yeah, he, he wouldn't ask. He and... just yeah, he just walk in with his camera. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, let's do it. And he like would they like, guide him through like which as we gonna get to those that saw the video like see he does like um give directions on yeah okay yeah. And I'm so glad like energy. I never saw the video and I'm so glad like just hearing and just seeing just. The blurred image that they showed on the docket, because obviously mm-hmm. they couldn't show. Obvious child porn. But just showing, like, just the little bit of snippet, just. It just, like, turned my I've stomach. I've never owned that video. It turned I watched my... it on somebody else's computer. It turned my stomach. So, um, I can 100%. Because, like, if you all bought a copy of that, technically you own child porn. Yeah, you own child porn. Yeah, it was a felony. You could go to jail. Possession of child porn. Yeah. So, yeah, like, anybody who, like, bought a copy of that video. Cause it, was somebody, big, it was big on the street at one point. Somebody like, yeah. in my office, or my old office, actually went to jail for that. We got arrested because they had they were in possession of child porn. Yeah. Somebody actually know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? You never know, know what's in. One of my former coworkers pulled an R. Kelly and yeah. he's in jail right now. Mm. He was part of one of the R. Kelly interviews. I was like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to mention his name right now, but I'm I'm leaving plenty of clues right okay. now. Clue, clue, clues. Yeah. And it's yeah. not DJ Clue, but it is a DJ. I'm talking about it. <laughs> but, it's not DJ Clue, but I'm dropping clues about this DJ. There we go. <laughs> But um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, when um, then he starts. He's talking about videotaping the sex sessions they had. Mm-hmm. She started something, yeah, like um, and eventually he started including Sparkle's niece, yeah. in there with them. And yeah. she said at the time she didn't know that the girl was fourteen. She said she was sixteen, and then like he didn't know she was fourteen or something yeah. like that. Because I think the girl by that time she was what, maybe seventeen or eighteen at the time. Yeah. Lisa. It was, um, when I started messing with her, she was like um, seventeen. She might have been eighteen. She or might have been eighteen. Yeah, it could have been a year or two. Later. She was a little bit older, mm-hmm. and um, she was saying that the girl told her that she was sixteen. So that she, she assumed she that she was close to her, to her age. Own okay, age. Yeah, we're in the same age group. Mm-hmm. So sixteen, eighteen, like nineteen. That's close. Yeah, yeah. that y'all could have went to high school together. Right. And then um, they started. They were like have sex with each other. The girls and then have he sex. He recorded all of that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they did all of that. 
So then, then one night she saw um, R. Kelly had his bag. Yeah, there. his bag. Yeah, uh, and she started going through. the And tapes. this is when VHS. Yeah. Video home system when VHS yeah. was out, so VHS you had the cassette, tapes, cassette yeah. tapes for you youngsters. She popped one in and then watched those of um, her and R together. Then saw with R and just Sparkle's niece like later on uh-huh. a different part of the tape. Which is the tape that we all saw Became when we see it. That's tape. the one um, yeah. that ended up getting leaked. Mm-hmm. The one um, where like he peed on her, like yeah. Yeah. Now she was like, she was just like disgusted. Just disgusted. And like, that was like the end of them. That was the end of them because she was like, he treated her like a toilet. Like he mm-hmm. peed all over this girl. And- yeah. But um, for those that don't know, Lisa and uh, Lisa Lisa Van Allen, yeah, she's the first girl, the one that um, he had her his face buried in her ass, like yeah, that's her, that's her, that's yeah. the girl, like on the the um the first part of this, because it's like two parts of that tape. Mm-hmm. The one the infamous part is the one he went to on trial for, yeah, with for Sparkle's the fourteen niece. counts of uh, but, child. Mm-hmm. But then, like when like people released it on the street, they had like both. They had like the mm-hmm. the the extended version, which is like another girl. She's the other She's girl. She's the other girl. And like she probably was over eighteen. That's just why they couldn't charge him right. with that. Yeah, but they got him. They charged him with the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she the took the girl. tape because uh, she was like she didn't want her stuff to be out there. Yeah. So then she took the tape. She and, took it and somehow like somebody else got it. And um, then she gave yeah. it to somebody to hold. And this poor this person obviously leaked it. Yeah, right. And that's like how we ended up with it. Whoever mm-hmm. she gave the tape to, like they leaked it. And then Sparkle was uh was obviously very distraught about it because she's the one who made it happen. She like introduced him. Like had I never introduced like this, this none of this would ever happen. And but the, but the thing so that the just, whole world basically saw your niece get peed on like that right. was like I I have a niece like yeah, I feel, I don't feel that like <laughs> the whole world saw that she be fucked up right and then yeah. like just at the beginning of the tape and then like like I said I filled in the blanks because I didn't see it but like he gives her some money yeah and it then starts she, off with him giving her money so it basically it's like is um like prostitution. prostitution is the video so it's like I give you money in there and then she's like and then a transaction took place and I'm like the transaction I'm imagining is that she gave him head. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's like, because like the way he was standing firm, it looked like he was about to yeah. unzip his pants. You get performs oral sex. And then like it. it cuts away because like they show him give her money and then it cuts away. And then she's doing the little dance. Yeah, shake that part where she's like grinding or whatever and shit. It's, like, it's just creepy, the whole thing. Yeah. He's a yeah. he's a predator. Like mm-hmm. just call him what he is. He's a predator. Oh, and um, sidebar again. What's up? Um, like I said, we got real in this bitch. Like I've been to Chicago Track Studio, a studio that um mm. they were talking about mm. the whole time. I've been to that studio. Wow. And it really was so like with secret rooms and like they they're not lying about none of that shit. So we have uh, <laughs> firsthand. Like I said, like all this is is this is real. I've been to that studio. So I've never been, so like I said, I can't. Here's how creepy there. it was when I went. It's like they had the, the, all the lights were out. You had to walk around with a flashlight to see where you were going. Oh my god! So they didn't want to see. They didn't want you to see what was going what on. Is there. this eyes wide shut? Yes, you oh, had to walk around. Yeah. Eyes, like, that's what... You had to with flashlight just to find the door, like to, to on the ground, like yeah, like just to get out of there, like like it was, no lights on, just so it's dark, an escape room, pitch black. Yeah. It's an escape room yeah. slash haunted house, basically. That's what it is. It's like a haunted house, yeah. R. Kelly had a fucking haunted house with the, the Chicago escape room. Studio. Yeah, like what the hell? Like he needed a flashlight just to get out of there. Who yeah. does that? I mean, <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. I've been to that studio. Like I said, <laughs> we, we have proof, <laughs> document proof. So then, all that you know. Then okay. So then Sparkle and my thing is. I, I, I empathize with Sparkle too, but at the same time, I'm still a little bit like, you knew his pattern. This is way after his, um, everything had Marriage been out with Aaliyah, Aaliyah and, and all of that. Like, all of this other is well girls. known. Like, I mean, because like, he's well at the studio, you said it was secret rooms and like girls and beds and stuff. Sparkle spent a lot of time at that studio, so I'm so sure you she, knew, she saw you some saw of the stuff, some stuff. She knew way more than I did, so I only went over there once. Like Sparkle was over there all the time. So so if I saw shit, I know she saw shit. It's like as you said, we have a young niece. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so if I was um if we were like, okay, we'll use you, you're a DJ. Yeah. And like if Michelle was like, she wanted to, you know, try her thing. Our niece is probably around the same that they just what Sparkle's niece was at the time, for example. Yeah. She probably was around that age. She wanted to like, oh, R. Kelly's coming to the station. Can I come meet him? No. No. <laughs> You're not hell coming to the no. station. Yeah. Like Spike Lee, hell no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you ain't meeting shit. You meeting them books, little girl. That's what you're going to meet. Like, you ain't meeting shit. No. And it's like, but you, 
in, in the hopes to be like, well, he can help make her a star and this and that, but he's a predator and a pedophile. He has all these, like, you don't, like, you he, don't get. He, he, he wrote and produced Aaliyah's first album. What was the name of it again? Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. And if you look, on, if you look at the whole, uh, out, like, the, the, not the cutoff part, he's in the background, like, peering at her in the background, looking yeah, like Aaliyah's a damn with pervert. the foreground, R. Kelly, you can see he's in the background, silhouette in the background. With him, like, creepily staring at her, looking like, ooh, I can't wait for her. You know, like, looking mm-hmm. like that. Like, rubbing his hands, looking like how Richard Dawson looked on the Fairly Few when it's, it's like all, a, when it's all women. women. Yeah. He's like Fine licking his women. chops, yeah. <laughs> looking like that. That's how he was looking. But And like the lyrics of that song is creepy too. It seems like you, yeah, yeah I'm ready to go all the way like Aaliyah says that she's yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the Age ain't nothing but a number throwing down ain't nothing number but a thing. thing. Yeah. This feeling I have for you will never change. Mm-hmm. So it's about I'm a young girl. I'm ready to give. I this like to you, you yeah. old guy. And I'm ready to go. And I'm all ready the to way. go all yeah, the way with she you. She says the line in the song. Like, don't think about like people may say that this is a forbearing relationship, but I'm ready to go all the way with you. That's what yeah, the song young, is about. So what? So I'm, what? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes you go like in plain sight. Oh he told you what gosh. he was on this. Like I just can't. Like it's like. Oh and God. I can um admit is um like I take um responsibility. And we all knew this shit, but chose to ignore but it. Chose to ignore it, and that's another problem. And like I feel like uh, I'm working in radio. Like um I feel like I'm part of the problem too. Like yeah. we we should have been pulling but I'm R. Glad Kelly's that, music. I'm glad that you're we able to man up about R. Kelly's music up there. Like really, after that tape came out, that should have been it. Into him. Like we kept playing this shit after that. Like we right. should have been pulled. Like two thousand two, whatever. Yeah, we should have been mm-hmm. pulled. R. Kelly, fifteen years. But he ago. kept on releasing stuff because, like, after that, he released Chocolate Factory and then Step, in the, step in the Name of Love. We should have. We should have ignored all. And everybody at Black Weddings, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, because I've been to a lot of Black Weddings and like we all played Step in mm-hmm. the Name of Love and we all stepped in the Name also, of Love. Also, during that same time, Best of Both Worlds. Like Best now you're Jay Z, the hottest artist on the planet. Oh, wow. So we're playing all of that shit. It's like, yeah, if somebody's girl is at this party. You got a little high yeah. that to this. It's like, we're like, take your little body. I just want to take you home with me. He was telling you what he was and on then. then. He ran this ignition remix. Ignition. Yeah, remix with hot and fresh out the kitchen. Yeah, let yeah. me stick my key in your ignition. Fiesta. Mm-hmm. Fiesta. 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 Uh, what was that? Two gorillas in the jungle making love. Yeah, um, make, move your body like, like a, a snake, snake mine. Yeah. yeah, but um, I think Cameron was on a remix of that. So now you would dip set. Cause another, I listen to another hot. hot, hot. He kept collabing with all these hot artists. Fat Joe, we thugging. We th- and I listened to all that because that was like near the end of my college days. So like I was yeah. bumping all that shit. Like I said, he, um, I admit my shit. He started um collabing with um one of the all time greats here, yeah, Ron Isley. He did um Contagious and mm-hmm. like all it's like. So now you got the old heads that like hell oh is okay going yeah. On? Like put, uh, now Isley Brother fans are checking for R. Kelly too like people our parents say he's like yeah, oh okay mom was yeah. like, okay mom you got, like, you got yeah. a song with Ron okay mom I was like, like alright like yeah mom and dad was like okay, Kelly, okay. Yeah, with Ron Isley yeah <laughs> and then he eventually released Trapped in the Closet yeah which the created saga, yeah. that was like a ghetto soap yeah. opera Trapped in the Closet and he had these girls held captive he was telling oh you in plain sight. Oh my god. In plain oh sight. My god. You just, oh my god. That just sight. fucked my head up. I'm sorry. That just fucked my head up right now. In plain now. sight. That just fucked my head up. Sure, I didn't even like, think. It was double entendre. In the video, he was talking about, I'm trapped in the closet. But in real life, no, he had them trapped no, in the closet. No, I was talking about the trapped in the closet. I was talking about it's like the guy was gay and he was trapped in the closet. That's where my mm. mind went. It's like I was thinking about the guy being Triple gay entendre. and he was trapped in the closet and he Where's couldn't come McDonald, out. He couldn't come out of the closet. And then, but in the, and remember in the video, like he was having sex with the guy's wife, and he's trapped in the closet. closet yeah, real life. He, had he pulls all these out his girls, Beretta. Girl captive. Yeah, they were like trapped because you saw his wife. Yeah, <laughs> Andrea Kelly. Yeah, she's talking about. Yes. Oh, she couldn't even like eat, get something to eat without his permission. And Sparkle talked about that. And that's she knocked on the door. Is like, yeah, can can I get can something to eat? <laughs> As a married woman, I'm gonna interject. Mm. And I have two young children with Marcus. I love my husband, but if my husband ever be like, I can't go in the kitchen and get something to eat, what? Gotta ask his permission what? first. Yeah. What? You, you mind if I, I get a piece of chicken? <laughs> if you see me do that, you want all hell, all hell to break loose because you'll be over my house and done. Pull off my Beretta. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I have a Beretta, I pull it out. All hell going to break loose if you see that. But 
but yeah, for her to just come and then she did. She he kept her so removed from everything that she knew. He kept none. her isolated from all of this. Shit. Isolated. She didn't meet any of these girls. Like she knew yeah, nothing. She knew nothing. Yeah. And then they was like, even one time, uh, Lisa said that like she was upstairs or something. It's like his mm-hmm. wife, like she was in the house, and like how mm-hmm. you not like that's some bullshit. You gonna bring mm-hmm. these young girls in the house and your wife is upstairs? Mm-hmm. That's some bold ass shit. Like when you divide it, mm-hmm. but. Um, the wife, I do feel sorry for. Like, when the trial broke, like, she was very pregnant. And that, like, really hit me hard. Like, because uh, she said that her son, like, they couldn't hear her son's heartbeat. Yeah. And that she had to be induced for labor because the stress of, like, all oh, this stuff R. coming Kelly out. Mess, yeah. So she put her unborn child in We did the interview, I want to say, with Tavis Smiley around that time, I want to say. Oh, yeah, when he was talking about uh, Reverend Meeks and this and that. Yeah, he did. He had his cornrows, yeah. and then the next day, his hair was. Right after that. And, I, and then. Phil Klein, I want to say, it was. Uh, I know the joke Chicago that we said. We said, how can people's braids be on point, and then you get arrested, then your shit be fucked up? Oh, yeah. Anytime anybody gets arrested, they catch you at your worst. <laughs> like uh, James, Brown. James Brown. He was always permed up, yeah. and then his hair. Why they had James out there looking like Alan that? Alan Iverson, like the worst braids in his mugshot. Yeah. Worst, yeah, but so, on the court, he'd have like the the coolest braids. Like, like as soon as you stepped out of the locker room, like your yeah. girl just got done braiding his shit up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because R. Kelly was literally on that interview with Tavis Smiley, and like his hair was that, braided yeah. up nice. And then a day later, and when that aired, is like I remember like um, a lot of these conversations that I'm seeing now were like have back then. Yes, like, they yeah, were. I believe Rob. Yeah, like, I believe yeah, Rob. Like, yeah, like yeah, I don't think he did that. It's like even then, I was like. Come on, y'all! You saw that tape. That's them. He did. That's that, that motherfucker. And the fact it's around that, this time I met Carrie Kelly. Around, his around the time when that um, Tavis Smiley, I met Carrie. Now they look boy. like siblings, but they don't look like you can't confuse the two it's of like them. Like me and Feast. Like, like y'all like siblings. Obviously, you can tell we're brothers. But, but if um, if I say I'm him, and vice versa. If you committed yeah. a crime, it wouldn't be like Feast. Like that yeah. was Feast who committed. Like no, Mm-mm. no, y'all don't look like twins. Y'all can't pass as twins. Y'all look like siblings, but y'all ain't twins. I can't lie and say that. Oh, that wasn't me. That was Feast. That was Feast. Like, no. <laughs> How I, dare you? I probably would blame him on something, but I don't, Stop it. And I'm not going to do nothing like that anyway. <laughs> I'm not a criminal, so I don't have to. Like, a criminal. Have, I don't need, I don't need, a, you, don't need <laughs> you don't need an alibi if you're not a criminal. Point to your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need alibis because I'm not a crook. I am not a crook. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. That was Nixon. If you okay. shout out to my, if you like, if you're 60 enough, you get that reference. We so might I, have some old people listening. So they tried to get with McCarthy to do it. Uh, uh, yeah. He was on the View and like Barbara watched and said, "Hey, you know me, Nixon? I am not a crook." Like hell, Lago said. He offered for that. I know we all over. Lago said, "Miss me with that bullshit." <laughs> 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 Not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> you thought you had one. As you can probably tell right now, this is gonna be an R. Kelly episode. Yes. This is all we're gonna talk about. Happy New Year. <laughs> By the way, Happy New Year. It was six parts, so we had a lot to we get into. We had to break yeah, it down. Because we almost an hour in. The we're documentary was almost But we're not even halfway through the documentary. So like, the documentary like, was almost yeah. as long as uh, Trapped in the Closet. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it was almost as long yeah, as that. it was that. a lot. But we'll no. probably like rush through everything after the trial, mm-hmm. though, because like during trials when I gave up. Yeah, the trial, thing. like it, like yeah, and they broke down everything, and then another girl, uh, uh, uh I forgot her name, Pace, Jeronda Pace, I think. Yeah, Jeronda okay. Pace. She met him during the trial, and she was like sixteen. She was like a super fan. Well, mm-hmm. she was fourteen at first. Yeah. And when the, when the trial started, and then when they started having sex, she was sixteen, and mm-hmm. she met him, and she was like, yeah, you know, like I don't think that like. I don't think he did it and this and that. And it's crazy. I just thought about another situation. When R. Kelly, he was at um, Power 92 studio. Mm-hmm. It's probably bef- right around that trial, either a little before or a little after. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Like before the scandal. It had to be like a little bit after. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, like we got R. Kelly in the building. So, of course, like a crowd had formed out on Calumet mm-hmm. Avenue. It was like, yeah, you know, you get a star that big, mm-hmm. people won't come out there. And like we had the um security minus so we could see who was outside basically and like mm-hmm. um and R. Kelly did this one girl, she had a violin, he told her to bring her in. This girl obviously was underage, like she was a kid. And R. Kelly was like, Bring, I wanna hear her play, yeah. She had brought her violin up to like demonstrate for him. And like um like I said, I don't know if um if that ever went anywhere. Cause like I said, R. Kelly was slick with this shit. He would like he would have his manager or like one of his somebody's entourage slip the number. Slip the number, yeah. 
I don't know if that happened that day. Like, I'm not, um, I'm not putting any, I'm not accusing that girl or R. Kelly because, like I said, it's just all circumstantial. But mm-hmm. he did bring her in the studio. She played for him, and then she went back out with the crowd. And I don't know, maybe like during that some mm. at some point during that interaction, like um, the manager gave R. Kelly's number to that girl. The rat, mm. rat by. I don't know, so you can't. I'm not saying he did, but um. If that happened, I, I feel saw, bad. I if I was a part of that shit, I feel bad. I say I have another one. I was the one. Um, I was the one that went out there and got the girl because mm-hmm. I was a pro- I was a um, producer at the time. It was before yeah, producer, I had my yeah. own show. Mm-hmm. So like, um, the my, the jock I was where he sent me said, "Yeah, go here. Yeah. I can't want to hear a place." So I went outside and told you know you feel like the chosen one is like hundred people outside. You like, yeah, come she was on. Like, yes, yeah, she was all like celebrating. I remember that, and she did come in the studio and play for him. So like yeah, I might have been part of that. I don't know if she was. I don't remember what she looked. I don't even know if she was one of the girls on the on the. She could have been right there in plain sight like talking. Sight. One of the girls telling her story. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I don't remember much about her. But I remember getting a girl from the another crowd. Lyric, and another her in. lyric. Show me some ID. Mm-hmm. Show me some like. And the most obvious. I've plan, never had to most, show my the, ID. To the nobody. most obvious in plain sight <laughs> ones come to daddy. <laughs> that's the most obvious yeah one. that that that's why when all these girls were telling their story like yeah he made me call him daddy, daddy. His, his wife said that yeah, yeah. Say like, daddy. yeah i had to call him daddy and not, not just said, during sex okay at all times okay, I had to call okay him daddy. what okay daddy yeah mm-hmm. that's right you call me daddy what mm-hmm. i only have one daddy and he passed away yeah. years ago wrote a song called come to daddy oh my god <laughs> but then this is when it just starts getting really, really, really freaky. Like when the girls just start talking about that they're being held captive. Like when that starts coming down after See, the trial. I didn't, I didn't watch any of that yet. I'll let you all um, yeah, take so over. So after first. the trial, okay, of course he was found not guilty. Yeah. Which like another song that makes you like, yeah, Jigga, Kelly, not guilty. Yeah, so it's hard time, to listen to that. Yeah, by the time when like he did, that. that was like way before the trial. Still hard to but listen still to. It's Even hard. then, when like when that first act, because like I remember T. Hawkins saw the story right after. She was like, um, she couldn't listen to that song. Yeah. Even then, because like it's like you're gloating about you're it. Yeah, I got away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like so then, like that song, um, after he got acquitted, this was like that song come out years earlier. Yeah. And that song kind of came back in the rotation. Yeah, because that song was real. It was about Jay Z with Un, like when he stabbed Un. Yeah, that's he what the song was about. Ass. Yeah, it was about that. But mm-hmm. then it kind of like the R. Kelly kind of project his future. Did he and like he, see it? You know, he that, see his future and, that he was going to be found plain not guilty. Sight. It's yeah. Like, because he, he, cause like he was doing this stuff. You then. can't touch me. You can't touch me, Jigga Kelly. You it's can't touch sight. me. He was telling like the you songs about Jay Z's problems, but he was telling like, yeah, like I'm, I do bullshit too. But guess what? You can't touch me. Yeah. You can't touch me. You <laughs> can't uh, touch cause, me. Because uh, I'm not guilty either. Like, that was that when we were in college. Yeah. Like we were strolled to that. Like we thought we would be strolling yeah. to. And, it came out yeah. around 2000. I yeah, because I strolled to that. Now I'm like, uh, Jay Z's dynasty album. I'm like, I'm gonna take stadium. it back. All the time I stroll to that bullshit. Yeah. Like, no, I just, I literally thought about that violin, violin girl right here sitting in the podcast. Mm. I didn't. We don't plan this part. I just thought about that. Like, Wait a minute, I brought a girl to R. Kelly one time. I just thought about that right now. So after he was found not guilty, and then. So then, like the girl Kitty Jones, that's the one who came out. Um, the the radio. That's the one DJ. where um this this story resurfaced. Yeah, from Dallas. Yeah, the yeah. DJ. When that's when um because it had been quiet for years, mm-hmm. and, that's and then people tried right to be now. like, well, she was grown because she was thirty three when she met him, but as a thirty some year old woman, she looked a lot younger than her age. Because like he said, when R. Kelly asked her how old she was, and she told her, her age, and he was like, really. Mm-hmm. Because he couldn't believe that she was in her 30s because she looked a lot younger than her age. She did not look like she was in her 30s. And it's not just about um, abusing the underage girls. Exactly. It's about, it's about women, music. Period. Thank you. It's, um, Thank you. So predator, because of predator, our- like, You could be a predator. You, uh, you Somebody, a predator can like uh, uh, attack on somebody at any age. Exactly. It's not just about- So it's okay most that- Most of them just happen to be underage. It's okay that if like, this woman is- Legal of consent. She's age. 21 years old. It's like, um, you can't touch him at all. Because that's what you're saying. That you don't just, even make no sense. Yeah. And then, oh, going back to his stupid ass brother, Bruce, when he was saying that they he has a preference for young women. Mm. Now, that's one thing. Like, if you date somebody, if you're like 30 and you're dating a 22 year old, mm-hmm. okay, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. 
But if you're adult and somebody is underage, that's you can't divide that. No matter how you try to divide up and be like, it's so no, you can't be thirty and date a fifteen year old. That's just not. Especially because most of these girls were teenagers. And that is not. We appropriate. all remember the infamous line of um. Was it Torrey? I think was this interview that. Uh, yes, Torrey. Yeah. When he asked him, he said, "Yeah." You like teenage girls? But by teen, what? What? How, how, how old what are you talking mean? about? Yeah. <laughs> that was like, what? Which one was worse? Why wouldn't you share your bed with a child? Which one was worse? Oh, yeah, Bradley. Which yeah. one was worse? Because it was just that was. No, just don't answer like. No, like you, mm-mm. but that question, oh my gosh, like when he said that, that made my head hurt. Because uh, I was watching that live with Torrey, I watched that live, and when he said mm-hmm. that, I was like, did this nigga just say that when you say teenage, what do you mean by teenage? R. Kelly's wild. <laughs> motherfucker, if it has uh, 19, 18, motherfucker, if it's 18, I heard it. That's what teenager like, means. Rob ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, right. but you know what a teenager is. You know what I mean. And I don't even cuss. Like, you got me over here cussing. I don't even cuss <laughs> like that. But that just riled me up when he said that. So then when the sex cult thing came out, and as a mother, oh my gosh. Like, I watched the last parts this morning. By the time you get here, it would be Sunday morning I watched it. And... Like, one of the moms on there, her daughter, Dominique uh, Gardner, that was her daughter's name, she actually was able to go to California, and she got her daughter. Because mm-hmm. she was like, I've come too far. I'm getting my daughter. Because she lives on the north side of Chicago. Uh-huh. And she went out there, and she went and got her daughter, because she saw her on TV. Because when the other girl, Joycelyn, when they were saying that she was held against her, because yeah. the savage... Joyce, yeah, that's the savages. When they said that their daughter was being held against her will, and then TMZ released a video of her saying, I'm not being held against my will. That's Joycelyn. And then you could see the shadow on her shirt. You could see somebody doing this, like to say cut. Mm-hmm. And that's when like the it just abruptly ended. She's like, Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna talk about no one, this and this and that. And then when TMZ saw her out shopping, then her daughter Dominique was with her. And then when her mom saw her on the TMZ thing, so then she knew she was in California. So her yeah, mom went out to California. And she got her daughter. And this what she had to do to get her daughter. She had to go through so many channels. Like leap through so many leap so many hurdles, go through so to many get her daughter. And, and the way that her daughter looked, like she was like her hair, like they had like she looked like a stud now. Like her daughter, like her hair was all yeah, cut okay, off. Yeah, okay, that's that girl. She had like, tattoos. Like she like she don't girl, even okay. look like like that's not how she looks. So it's like so basically like you transformed her into a stud. Like that's like what you want her to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then, like, she went and she got her baby. And just seeing that mom, like, like for the stupid people being like, well, these are actors. I don't think nobody can act that damn good. Like, I saw a mother's pain. When that mother went and got her child, mm. I felt that shit in my stomach. Like, when all I was these like, girls were telling their stories. I felt it's that just, shit, um, seeing that mother get her child. I don't think, I don't think any of them were bullshitting. They all, like, like, Javante, Sparkle, um... What's the um, Lisa. Lisa? They all like when they were telling their stories. Jeronda, yeah. You can see like in the the pain the in their pain face. In their face. Like, I don't think any Andrea, of them are bullshit. Andrea, yeah, yeah. Oh, none of them. I don't think we're bullshit. Like like nobody's. Uh, they're not that good actors. I don't think. Yeah, they right. they're just telling their stories. And then Marcus said that Marcus like niggas ain't good actors like that. He was like yeah. they ain't good actors like this. He was like what people say acting. Mm-hmm. And then like another thing I saw people saying like well what uh. What old what girl hasn't let an older man hit? So is this okay? It's okay because like everybody does it. Everybody does it, so that makes it okay. So let's have a conversation Cause, cause about you, it. Because you probably smash underage girls, so that makes it okay. That's what a lot of them I admit into. They probably do this. Right. And a lot of the women probably have done it. Like they probably, probably sleeping with older guys. But guess what? You got perped on by an older man. Like how does it feel? Because it's like, and then like the thing that they were saying about R. Kelly now is that he's being slick with it now. You're getting girls who are 17, about to turn 18. So then once they turn 18, mm-hmm. you can't touch you them. You can't touch him now. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's doing with that last girl, um, Azriel or whatever. Because like she was 17. And then as soon as she turned 18, then he cut off her phone. And then her parents have not had contact with her since she turned 18. Because like um, when you're grown, it's like, yeah, they, they can't force you to go Technically, back home. Technically, right. You're legal yeah. at 18. So... Cause yeah, when um somebody's eighteen, you can't force them to go back home. It's yeah, like, you can't. Yeah, like all they can do kid, is, if your kid runs away at eighteen, they're not a runaway. All they can do they is just, just left home. All they yeah. can do is just a wellness check. Yeah, and that's what the police do. You can call her like, hey, 
do a wellness check. Like, like if I didn't answer my door, then somebody could come and do a wellness check yeah. on me. And that's all. And are you okay? Is not are you healthy? Yeah. Okay, you don't have any bruises. I don't see any noticeable signs of like maltreatment. Mm-hmm. So I can only go on what you tell me. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can go on. And just seeing those parents, the pain in those parents' faces yeah. was just awful. It's, that doc was wild. Like the, yeah. I, I didn't even watch the whole thing, but it was wild. Like I, when I got the stuff that started affected the stuff I remembered. I was like, I can't watch the rest of this. I might watch it. I don't know. It but fucked my head. Up. I got through all the. I'm just saying, and then especially with like, them parents started that. crying and thinking about my kids, I was like. That's what I heard. Like the part with the parents was like the roughest. I don't it even want to watch it. Like, it was. I don't know. Like I was almost crying. Like it was. It was rough. Yeah. But. It's about time to get up out of here, kid. But yeah. before we go into some more time, I got to say rest in peace to Mr. Mean Gene Oakland. Okay. <laughs> you know what it is, Mean Gene. Got to end it, yeah. Even though it's down there, but Mean Gene was fun. Though. So, yeah. Mean Gene. 76 years old. We love. Let me tell you something, <laughs> Mean Gene. Gene. It's like, I couldn't yeah. walk out of here without paying homage. So, he's a big part of our childhood. Yes. But, yeah, though, rest in peace, Mean Gene. Well, appreciate everybody sitting through um this surviving our podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what we're doing, subscribe, share, rate, review. Mm-hmm. iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of that. You can also like us our Facebook fan page for Not Another Damn Podcast. Give us a like there. And you can follow me at OzmanTheWizard on Instagram and Twitter. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook as well. Also, you can check out OzRadio.net where I give you the current hits and have OzRadio.net, the bomb, giving you the 90s and 2K classics. No R. Kelly. And you can check me out, MSIMAH626 on Instagram and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Also, check me out, STR8GULLEY1 on Twitter, STR8GULLEY7 on Instagram. Also, please like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page as well as, as, well as checking out the straightgully.com for blogs and check out straightgullyproductions.com for your video needs. Well, I'm Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And we will talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone.